that um, we have direct access to our, our Heavenly Father, that we can go directly to Him. It wasn't too long ago, and uh, they still practice in the, in the Jewish faith, that there's the, holies, there's the holy partition, and then there's the holy of holies, and only the, only the chief priest could go in there, and only once a year to have direct access to God. But we can go to God at any time. The Bible says when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was rent in half to the Holy of Holies. That veil was rent in two, and we have direct access to God. So we can talk to him anytime we like, and that's a real blessing for us to be able to do that. So let's sing the song together, just a little talk with Jesus, and uh, we're thankful that we can go to him anytime that we need to in prayer. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then the light from heaven took my soul. It made my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. And he'll answer by and by. Now when you feel the prayer will turn then you know a little fire is burning. You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Sometimes my passing fear without a ray of cheer. In a little cloud of doubt may hide the light of day. The mist of sin may rise and hide the starry sky. But just a little talk with Jesus clears away. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. And he'll answer by and by now when you feel a little prayer will turn in Then you'll know a little fire is burning You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right I may have doubts and fears, my eyes be filled with tears But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night I go to him in prayer, he knows my every care And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right now let us have a little talk with Jesus Let us tell him all about our troubles He will hear our famous cry And he'll answer by and by Now when you feel the prayer will turn in Then you know a little fire is burning You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right Now let us have a little talk with Jesus Let us tell him all about our troubles He will hear our famous cry And he'll answer by and by Now when you feel the prayer will turn in Then you know a little fire is burning You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Praise the Lord. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise God for each one of you. And, and as the song says, a little talk with Jesus always makes it right. Amen? And praise God, you, uh, my brother shared with you about the Holy of Holies. Also, when that chief priest went in that once a year, they had to tie a rope to his leg. So if something happened, they could yank him back out of there. Isn't it great? We don't even have to tie a rope to our leg. All we've got to do is look up and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen? So let's go to him right now. Let's have a little talk with Jesus about this service this morning. Father God, I come before you, and I just thank you that as we just sang, that all we need is a little talk with you, and, and you will work in our hearts and in our lives and in our, our ways and everything about us, Father. I just pray in the name of Jesus that you will just pour out your anointing upon this service this morning that you'll touch the folks here and just let us feel your presence. There's a, a, a lot of people that couldn't be here today, Lord God. I just pray that you'll be with them wherever they may be. Again, I do lift up the, the Plow family to you as they are in their respective churches today and, and uh, mourning the loss of a loved one. May you just touch them in a mighty way. But God, as we have gathered together here, may you just 
this pour out your anointing so that we know that we've not only stood in your presence, but that we've worshipped the one true king. May your, your name be lifted up in this place, and may you be the one that's glorified. Father, just, just pour out your uh, blessings upon us, I pray, and may we have a great day in your house. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you that was able to make it today. We've had a, a, a great Sunday school classes in, to this morning, and we're going to continue that with, with praise, worship, and the sermon, and, and just God working there. So walk around, shake somebody's hand this morning, and just tell them it's good to see them in God's house today. He came down to my level when I couldn't get up to him. With a strong arm, he lifted me up and he showed me what living is. He'll come down to your level if you'll open up the door. He wants to make your life worth living. That's what he came down for. If you're looking for contentment in the things that you can see. You're gonna have some disappointments Won't you listen to me please Cause I know about the Savior He came down to be a man When He left He sent His Spirit He made me everything I am He came down to my level When I couldn't give up to Him With a strong arm He lifted me up and showed me what living is I'll come down to your level If you open up the door He wants to make your life worth living That's what if he came down for Sometimes I make decisions That later I'll regret But the Lord keeps on assuring me Not finished with me yet I don't worry about tomorrow And I don't worry about yesterday I don't worry about this crazy world Cause I found a better way He came down to my level When I couldn't get up to him A strong arm He lifted me up And showed me what living is He'll come down to your level If you'll open up the door He wants to make your life worth living what he came down for he came down to my level When I couldn't get up to his With a strong arm He lifted me up and showed me what living is I'll come down to your level If you'll open up the door He wants to make your life worth living what he came down for He came down to my level When I couldn't get up to his with a strong arm, he lift me up and show me what living is. Come down to your level if you'll open up the door. He wants to make your life worth living. Is what he came down for. I don't worry about this crazy world because I found a better way. Thank you, guys. Okay, guys, as we gather back to our seats this morning, uh, just a couple announcements, uh, mainly, primarily, 
We're not going to have our Bible study this evening, or we may have Bible studies this evening. Yeah. There you go. They may be. The, uh, but primarily, we're going to, today is, we're just going to have a day of fellowship here. We're going to have a soup or bowl party. In other words, we're going to gather together today. Several of us are going to be staying here throughout the day. You're welcome to stay. You can come back later this afternoon. But there's already, uh, uh, there's venison chili, there's, there's broccoli and cheese, there's tortilla soup. Chris has made a lot of things. I'm not even sure everything he's made. There's going to be plenty of food. So just, we have plenty of food. If you don't want to bring any foods, that's, there's plenty here. Maybe some sodas, if you'd like to bring some sodas or chips. You said we could use chips still, too. Chips, sodas, anything like that. But you don't have to bring anything. Just bring yourself and have a great time. We're going to fellowship together. Uh, we'll have the chairs over there if you want to use them, but you're welcome to bring. We're going to put up all the tables, and you can bring chaise lounges, whatever you want. We're just going to sit back, watch the game. If you don't like watching the football game, uh, there's going to be Connect Four game tournaments going on. There's going to be all kinds of other games. I, I went off and forgot the games I was going to bring this morning. Uh, I, was, I, I loaded. Annabelle asked me to load her bicycle, and I loaded her bicycle and forgot to go back and get the games. But the uh, dominoes and card games, that works for me. I, I don't see Lou out there. I was going to tell her she had to bring her dominoes, but, but I'll have to call her up. She'll be here later? All right. Anyway, so just come and, and bring yourself. That's the primary thing. Bring yourself and just have a good time fellowshipping. You don't have to watch the Super Bowl. You can, you can sit around and fellowship and do all kinds of other things and listen to those of us who are watching yell and shout and Dallas isn't playing, so it doesn't really matter anyway. So, you know, we'll just do whatever comes natural. Um, so that's today. Like I said, there's not really a start time because we're going to be here all day. The um, uh, only other thing in the bulletin, there's a couple just things we could use in the church if you want to help donate things to the, to the fellowship hall. Also, too, remember, we don't pass a plate in the church. Our tithes and offerings, if, that is a... a something that the Lord's laid on your heart that is, that is an act of obedience, but we don't pass a plate. We have the columns in the front and the back. If God lays it on your heart to drop your tithe or offering or your prayer requests, make sure that's important. Prayer requests are important as well. Just drop it in there and now get to the, to the powers that be. Okay, I think that is enough announcements this morning. I'm, I'm, I got some scratch in the back of my head. I was supposed to say something, but I can't think of what it is now, so we'll just, we'll just run with it. Brother Brian, you want to come on up, brother? She quit singing. Your granddaughter was singing there. She was singing till you got up. What's up? <laughs> Father God, I just lift up my brother to you and just ask in the name of Jesus that you will just touch him and, and may we hear you speak through him, Father. Thank you for his willingness to be used by you and may you just, just bless him and his willingness to step up. And may we hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Thank brother. brother. Amen. I kind of had this ready last week because I thought I was going to be uh, doing it because uh, John's foot was hurt. But um, uh, y'all had other things lined up. And the funny thing was the Sunday school class last week was on it. And the Sunday school class this week was on it. So <laughs> it, it was the thing that people that Marina was talking to. And I guess we can talk about Marina because she isn't here, right? <laughs> she... Um, She's very active at her college, you know, and uh, um, there were some people at her college that were uh, preaching, 
And uh, she kept calling Brother Frank because of what they were preaching. And one of the things, uh, I mean, they were, I guess, preaching Jesus, sort of. But uh, a claim that they made was that they didn't sin. They didn't commit sins anymore. And um, um, that can't be true. Uh, We can't, on our own power, get over anything. Uh, God can get us over things. God is the only one that can forgive our sins. When we're in Jesus, it's important to know that we are a saint at that point, but we're a saint that sometimes sins, unfortunately. Um, And the scripture that I was going to read is... um, it's Philippians chapter 3, and I'm reading out of the Holman, uh, and I'm going to start in verse 4 here. And this is Paul talking. Now, Paul uh, would, if anyone had reason to boast, it would be Paul, and he didn't, um, of his own things. And this, this, he's going to talk about them here a little bit. I want to, uh, I want to start kind of early in this. I wasn't going to read this much, but it kind of needs to to be read because in this passage, Paul speaks of um, um, losing all things. Well, he's not talking about his material things. He's talking about his accomplishments, his own accomplishments done on his own power. He loses all of them because Jesus' accomplishments are just so much greater. But verse 4, he says, uh, Although I once had confidence in the flesh... Um, If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. He wasn't boasting, really. It was just a fact. (laughs) He, he had, he, well, let me go here. He, he, he explains it himself better than I could explain it. He says, uh, according to the law. Now he's talking about things to, uh, to, uh, satisfy the law of the time. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew, born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, uh, regarding the righteousness that is the law, blameless. But everything that was gained to me, I have considered to be loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in the view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Just knowing Christ Jesus is so much better than any accomplishment you could come up with or any accomplishment you think you might have come up with. (laughs) You might not have come up with the accomplishment as good as you think you have. Um, Ask me how I know. (laughs) Um, Because of him... I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them filth. There again, all things, his accomplishments. Um, So that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, his death. You know, none of us are qualified to die on the cross for other people's sins. (laughs) Only Jesus. Assuming that I will somehow 
reach the resurrection from among the dead. We don't really, we can't explain how God can do that, but He does. He does. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature, but that I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Jesus Christ. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have uh, taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue my goal, the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Amen. (laughs) I can't really add much to that. (laughs) Why doesn't that surprise me? (laughs) And I was supposed to do it last week. Or no, I was kind of ready for it last week. But but, uh, actually I had forgot the verses. And when I woke up this morning, I thought, well, you know, I am it today. And uh, I thought, I had to think of what it was, and I thought about Marina, and it came to me, and I, I found found it. But why, amen, I already have my phone turned to it. Whatever we think we might be, we're nothing without Christ. And uh, whatever problem we think we have gotten over, Christ can get us over it, but us on our own accomplishment, now we still have that problem. And uh, I I think sometimes, at least myself, uh, I might not get over those problems as good as I think I have through Christ. I think I don't let him because I think we all have a tendency to think that we can do things on our own and we cannot. We have to count on Jesus. Sorry, brother. Am I preaching your sermon? Perfect. Amen. Well, I'll quit there. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the love that you give us, God. And thank you for the promises you give us. And thank you for your power, Lord, because we're powerless on our own. Thank you for your power and for uh, giving it so freely to heal us of our afflictions, God. And I pray, Lord, that you will forgive us of our afflictions, of our sin, uh, uh, where we so often fail you, God. I pray that you forgive us of that. And be with uh, every part of this service today, Lord. Uh, Every conversation, every song, uh, every word spoken through the message today, through through Brother Frank, Lord. And, uh, and I just pray that you'll give us a good time of fellowship uh, during the Super Bowl game, Lord, and that we'll worship you there too, God. Uh, thank you for all your many blessings, Lord. And I pray these things in the holy, precious, sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord. Join us as we lift the Lord in praise together. You are not alone If you are lonely When you feel afraid You're not the only We are all the same 
in need of mercy to be forgiven and be free it's all you got to lean on but thank god it's all you need and all the people said amen oh, 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 oh. and all the people said amen give thanks to the lord for his love never ends and all the Amen. If you hurt your poor, well it don't matter. Weak or strong, you know love is what we're after. We're all broken, but we're all in this together. God knows we stumble and we fall. And He so loved the world, He sent His Son to save us all. And all the people said amen oh, 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 And all the people said amen Give thanks to the Lord For His love never ends And all the people said amen Blessed are the poor in spirit Who are torn up Blessed are the persecuted And the pure in Blessed are the people hungry for another star For this is the kingdom, the kingdom of God And all the people said amen Oh, 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 oh and all the people said amen Give thanks to the Lord for His love never ends And all the people said amen Blessed are the poor in spirit who are torn up. Blessed are the persecuted and the pure in heart. Blessed are the people hungry for another star. For this is the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And all the people said amen. Oh, 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 and all the people said amen. Praise God. This is just a song that I've done here before. Um, it's a song that God gave me the words to, and I think it should be all of our prayer that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus and that um, we can actually impact our world. We all um, sometimes get wrapped up around like uh, what's God's will for our life, but he told us plain in his Bible that his will is for us to go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. And uh, that's if we're doing that, if we're trying to reach out to those around us, then we're following God's will for our lives. So you can't go wrong with that. So uh, we're just going to lift him up and praise together. Some of you guys might remember this if you don't. Sorry, but uh, you'll get the tune pretty quick. I can praise you with a fast, fast song. I can work it kind of slow. Let my praises go on and on Hoping all the world will know Of the wondrous things you've done And to get the love you gave 
when you sent to us your only Son, conquer sin, death, in the grave. But the highest praise I'll bring is what my heart would have to say. When I worship you with everything, put your first in every way. Lord, take my life and help me be more like you and less like me. Lord, take my life and help me be more like you and less like me. Let my praise be more than words, words, words. Let my words be more than deep. Open my eyes to see the hurt, hurt, hurt. And Lord, my heart to feel the need. I'm going leave it at the church, church, church. Help me to take it to the street. Don't let me shy away from the work, work, work. Help me be your hands and feet. I can sing your praise up high. I can take it way down low. But I know that if my heart's not right, then my praise is just for show. So I'm asking you to change my heart, Lord, and make it ever true. Cause I want to make a brand new start, hold my life my all to you. Lord, take my life and help me be more like you and less like me. Lord, take my life and help me be more like you and less like me. Let my praise be more than words, words, words. Let my words be more than deep. Open my eyes to see the hurt, hurt, hurt. And Lord, my heart to feel the need. We'll leave it at the church, church, church. Help me to take it to don't let me shy away from the work, work, work. Help me be your hand in peace. Let my praise be more than words, words, words. And let my words be more than deep. Open my eyes to see the hurt, hurt, hurt. My eyes to feel the need. Won't leave it at the church, church, church. Help me to take it. Oh, my heart, I worship. 
seated this morning. I, I pray that you meant every one of those songs. I pray that every week, but every one of those had an incredible message in it this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn right where Ryan had you this morning, Philippians chapter 3. But prior to, to going there, I want you to watch a video. This is a the quality of the video. You know, back in the 80s, yes, I'm aging myself. Well, there's not many young people here today. Back in the 80s, the video quality I thought was great back then, but now when I go back and watch it, it's like, wow, I don't know how we even watched TV and stuff back in the 80s. But this is a video. This is, I want you to watch something here that um, I actually heard about back in 1982 when this was filmed. But I want you to watch this, and I'll explain it afterwards. Go ahead and start that, guys.
comes loose and the Bears have to get out of bounds. Rodgers along the sideline, another one. They're still in deep trouble at midfield. They tried to do a couple of... The ball is still loose as they get it to Rodgers. They give it back now to the 30. They're down to the 20. Oh, the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to be out of bounds. The Bears have won. The Bears have won. Oh, my God. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. How incredible this play was, and we didn't have YouTube and all that stuff back then, so I didn't get to see the play till years later. I saw it on ESPN Classic, and it was like, oh my gosh. And I was thinking about that this week, and God kind of gave me a message with this play. And I, Let me explain this play just a little bit here, kind of, kind of set things up. This was a, a, a last-second kickoff. This is between the University of California and Stanford, and, and this happened November 1982. But what had really happened, given the the circumstances and the rivalry of these two teams. The game was already one of those games, that, and I, I have watched it on the ESPN Classics, but it was a game that was just an incredibly wild game anyway. And, and then the unusual way that this play unfolded at the end and the lingering aftermath on the players and fans have, have made this, actually it's called, if you go look it up on YouTube, they call it The Play the most memorable play of college football, and many people say of, of, of American sports in general. But it's an incredible play because of what actually happened. It's the last four seconds. In other words, the University of California, they just scored. It's a 20-19 to 19 lead. There's only four seconds left on the clock. There's nothing else that anybody thinks they can do. Well, California, excuse me, Stanford scored and made it 20-19. to 19. Four seconds left. They kick off to California, and as you saw there, California, using five lateral passes, are able to get down there and, and run, score this touchdown to a very disputed 25-20 to 20 victory. But what's really neat is in those four seconds that, that we see there, the Stanford band had already come out on the field. They were already halfway across the field. The Stanford band believed the game was over. They said, oh, there's only four seconds. There's no way California can do anything from the opposite end of the field from a kickoff in four seconds. There's no way they can to bring this out. We, we have this one. It's, it's a done deal. They thought that, it, that there's no way that they could pull this game off, and the band moved on out there. But praise God, it was not over yet. Amen? There was four seconds of still play to have out there. It wasn't over, and Stanford ended up losing. And they said, but our band was on the field. And, and California said, it's not our fault that your band came out on the field. Not our fault that they got in the way. We just ran over them. No big deal. As I was thinking about that, this being Super Bowl, that play always comes to mind because I still remember my coach talking. He used that as a, as a metaphor for us to continue to play, to every second of the game continue to play. In watching this video again, as I was thinking about Super Bowl today, it kind of touched me how it, that, that play kind of can be an overview of maybe this, this past week or this past year in our life. That those times in our life, hey, we got the video working back there. Awesome, guys. Sorry. That's not, hasn't worked in, in months and months and months, and they just put a picture up. Sorry. 
Oh, you're supposed to tell me? I just found out. But anyway, that, that just totally caught me when all of a sudden I saw trees back there. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going. So we're going to start over here. But, what, but this can, oh yes, we were talking about our lives. And, and, and our lives and things, those kinds of things happen. Uh, in, we'll have a week in our life or a month or maybe a year or experiences in our life where we feel like that, that, that things are just coming down on us, that, that everything's been roughed up, like, like there's no way we're going to get out of this. I think there's been times in our life where we're, we feel beaten down. We've been knocked down, beaten down, torn up, abandoned, hurt, hated, dejected despised, however it may be, and it comes a time in our life where we feel like throwing in the towel, where we feel like, you know, I've lost the game anyway. Why continue to fight? And the enemies seem to attack us from all different directions. Folks, let me share with you this morning that when that is going on in our lives, that's when the adversary is starting to dance. That's when the adversary is starting to rejoice. The adversary begins thinking, ha, I got him. They're celebrating when we start thinking we ought to throw in the towel. Just kind of like that band, they were already playing. They said, oh, the game's over. We've got them whipped. There's only four seconds left on the clock. And they start dancing, and the band starts playing their music. And they're rejoicing because they think that they have won. I think oftentimes the enemy thinks that he has won in our lives when we start getting beaten down and dejected. But praise God, let me say this morning, that if you will trust the Lord in those times, if you will fall back into his hands, into his arms, you know what's going to happen? They're going to see the, the, the enemy that's opposing you, all that stuff that's opposing you. All of a sudden, they're going to see something else within you. They're going to see that you have been resolved to carry something out. They'll see a resilience within you. Why? Because Christ has already won the victory. Christ knows the end of the game. Though we may think it's over, it's not. There's a tenacious, when we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, guys, there is an incredibly tenacious fighting spirit that dwells within us. And if we will get out of the way, it will continue keeping on, keeping on. If we will decrease so that Christ may increase, Christ is going to fight to the very end of the battle. That's how we win victory, folks. Even though there was only four seconds left on that clock, California did not give up. California said, you know, we're going to carry this out. We're going to finish this the way it should be finished. And we're not going to go down. We're going to win this game. And folks, I'm going to share with you this morning, as Christians, when we're beaten down, and maybe it's medical, maybe it's financial, maybe it's the relational, whatever it is, when Satan is making it look like the game is over, we need to turn to Christ and remember that Christ runs the clock, not him. Christ is the one who's in control. That's how we win victory. The game is not over till God says it's over. I don't care how loud the band may play. I don't care how thick the band may be in their field of the enemy. The game is not over till God says time. And as long as God's got the timepiece in his hand, and as long as God is the one who's fighting my battle, as long as I put myself into that, the greatest coach there ever was was not... I, I love reading about Vince Lombardi, but you know who the greatest coach is? Jesus Christ. And as long as my hands are, and my life is in his hands, and I know that not only am I in his hands, he holds the time clock. And guess what? He's the referee as well. The victory is mine. I can be like Paul. He said, I am troubled on every side. But what did he say next? I'm troubled on every side. 
yet I'm not distressed. I am perplexed, but not in despair. I am persecuted, but not forsaken. I've been cast down, but not destroyed. We can speak just like Paul. I may be beaten, but I am still standing. I may be thrown down, but my God picks me up. When I put my faith into the place it needs to be put, I don't care if it looks like there's only four seconds left on the clock, my God still wins. Which brings me to the passage of Scripture that my brother already shared with you, but we're going to look at it again. Philippians 3, verse 13. I'm not going to read all those that he read, but starting in verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and reaching forward to what is ahead of me, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Jesus Christ. I am going to pursue what's ahead of me. In this one verse that we can see some very important principles. Understand, like Brian said, the, the Apostle Paul, when he pinned this to the, to, to the parchment here, he, he, was, he was relishing God's glory. He was in God's position. He, could, he laid hands on the lame man at Lystria, and he got up and he walked. He cast the devils out of the damsel in Philippi. Here's a man that had power. His garment, in fact, it's, the Bible says his garments were so dripping with the anointing of God that people would come up and touch him with their handkerchiefs and they would be healed. He touched the dead boy, uh, Eutychus, and, and life came back into him. Paul, of all people, could say that he knew God's word. He knew God's will. He knew who God was. And, and when he came to Greece, remember he came up to the, to the, to the shrine there in Athens that is the altar to the unknown God? And he walked up there, and the Athenians, they believed they, that their gods were dependent upon their oblation, uh, on their accolades. Their gods to live had to have the prayers of man. But God walked up, I mean, Paul walked up and said, whoa, 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 let me tell you something about my God. He doesn't need me, I need him. It, when Paul walked up, here's a man that was healing the sick and raising the dead and, and had anointing all over him. People could just get healed touching his body. He didn't get arrogant in that. He didn't act like the game was over yet. He didn't act like, you know, I've made it to the other end. Paul said, whoa, it's not about an unknown God. My God doesn't need me at all. He allows me, like my Brother Bob was sharing, to be his hands and his feet. He allows me to be a part of his ministry. He doesn't need me. I need him, and praise God, he loves me enough to be my coach and wrap his arms around me. Hallelujah. In him, guys, in him we live, we move, we should have our very being in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul was saying. Some of our, our own poets have kind of said I, 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 that, that he is ours. We are his offspring. God is the one who's in lead. God is the one who calls the plays. God is the one who calls the time. I don't consider myself uh, an appendage on the end of the book. I don't consider myself something that was just added on to the end. My God designed me from the very womb. He knew who I was, and he knew where I was going to go and what's going to transpire, and he knows the victory that's to be had. My God does. I don't have it all figured out. I haven't arrived yet. The game is not done. One, the, the enemy may be telling you it's overthrowing the towel, but folks, I would share with you too that sometimes we, we quit playing before the end because of our own spirits. And that is, a, that is an incredibly dangerous spirit, and it will damage our walk with God. When, when we think that we've attained where we need to be, I've already won the game. Folks, if there's four seconds left, Satan's not going to quit. He's going to continue to beat at you. He's going to continue to try to win. 
don't allow you to be the team that sends the band out onto the field first. Because Satan will get in there. He'll move on you. When we start thinking, I'm done, I've got it, I've I've arrived, it's been... When we start thinking, I've been doing this so long, oh, I can do it in my sleep, that's when Satan will attack you. When you get into that vain, repetitious prayers, you know, I'll pray for my breakfast because that's just what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm a Christian. i got it all going on. When serving God has become nothing more than a, than a habit, than a passion, then I'm going to tell you that Satan's moving in the back door. Because when you quit playing... When you send your band out onto the field thinking, oh, I've won already, I've got everything going on, Satan is still looking to trip you up before you make that touchdown. He's still looking to tear you down and take you down. When praising Him has become a ritual rather than a relationship. When we sing these songs on Sunday morning, we shouldn't sing them just because Bob says we have to sing three songs. Because Chris said, okay, this is the ones we're going to sing today. We should open our hearts and sing, even if we don't know the words. Praise God, we got them on the, on the, on the thing in front of us. And say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When wit becomes just a, a, a habit rather than true passion, Satan is moving in. A person, have you ever noticed a person who feels like they've already got there, a person who feels like they're all that in a bag of chips, they tend to start feeling entitled. They start thinking, you know, I've arrived and now I have the responsibility of, of pointing out faults and failures with everybody else. I need to point out what sister so-and-so is doing and what brother so-and-so is doing. Let me, let me interject this morning. Let me submit this, if I may. Before you start looking at their flaws that they have that you might not, let me guarantee you that you have flaws that they do not. And before we start, as Jesus said, we're trying to, to put them under a microscope to remove the speck from their eye, we better be real careful and start moving the two-before from our own eye. Moving the plank from our own face first. We need to realize, guys, every day is a battle. Every day. If you get up in the morning and you go to church every day and you think you just got it all going on, I'm telling you, those last four seconds is when Satan's going to come in and trip you up. Your band is going to get in the way. You're going to try to defend. You notice there were still people chasing them backs, but they thought the game was over. They didn't realize what was going on there, and they lost the game. The message is very simple this morning, guys. The game's not over until God says it's over. And we need to be real careful, one, not to throw in the towel early, but two, not to get arrogant and cocky and think you've won it before time. In our arrogance, things happen. You know, there was a young boy who asked his daddy, he said, Daddy, what's, what's your New Year's resolution going to be? He said, well, son, I'm going to do everything possible to make this new year the best your, your mother's ever had make her happiest she's ever been. Oh, how nice. And he goes, Mom, Mom, what's your New Year's resolution? Well, son, my New Year's resolution is to make sure your daddy does what his resolution is. Better be careful. Those kinds of things get in there and might mess you up just a little bit. Folks, bottom line is this. God holds the timepiece. The game of life is not over until God says the game of life is over. And we are to press forward. Not to, we are to forget those things that are behind. Trying to stay anchored in the past will destroy us. We are to move forward. Not anchored on and holding to what's behind me, but reaching forth, Paul says. Reaching for those things which are ahead of me. Reaching for that goal that God set before me. Running the race. Paul said, he said that I run the race and I seek the goals that are before me. 
I ran the good fight. I ran the race. I fought the good fight. And there's a crown of righteousness in store for me. Folks, we are to run the race. Not look at who's behind me. Not look at what's beside me. Not look at what Satan may be trying to put out there in front of me. As long as God has got the timepiece going, as long as God has put breath in this body, then the game is still going. He hasn't called me to sit down and lay down. He called me to be his hands, his feet, and get out there and fight the fight to the very end. Do not look back. We are to run like it's all we've been called to do. Don't worry about what Satan may be whispering in your ear. Run that ball. Go, go, go. Trust God. That's, all, that's, that's what I'm saying this morning, guys. Trust God. Trust His timing. Trust His coaching skills, if you will. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then that is the Super Bowl game of all Super Bowls. It's not this little game that they're going to be playing on TV today. The Super Bowl is between good and evil, and that battle rages on a daily basis. And God said that you are on the winning side if you accept me. If you believe with your mind and put it in your heart, you believe with your heart and your mind that I am the Son of God and that I was raised on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave, so shall you be saved. When we recognize that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, And the only way into heaven, because the wages of sin is death, is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we acknowledge that, accept that, and move into that. You are now on the winning side of the Super Bowl game. How can I say that? Because we already saw the end of the book. We're looking at it. To you and I, it's a rerun. God's already seen it. And we know we're on the winning side. And it may look like, but there's only four seconds left. How am I going to win? I don't know. Who could have foretold five lateral passes and a band be on the field? But it happened. And it's still being played on ESPN Classics today and YouTube. I can't tell you how God may pull it off, but I can tell you He will pull it off. You've just got to trust Him. I want to share one more passage of Scripture with you this morning, one I shared a few weeks back. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He says, To everything there's a season... And a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which has been planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Now why do I share that with you this morning? For this main reason. In all that, he's telling us there's a time to all these things. But nowhere in there did you ever hear me say, nor did you hear God say, there was a time to quit. There is no time to quit. As long as there's seconds on the clock, as long as there's game to be played, then we are to fight. We are to move. We are to be what God has called us to be. Don't arrogantly say, oh, I've already won, nor throw in the towel saying that Satan's won. If you are a child of the king, the victory is yours, but he's called you to carry out your part of the play and to never look back, but look forward, progressing towards the goal that God set before you. We are to press on towards the mark. Now this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're on the losing side. 
You're running backwards. In fact, you're just running all over the place. Your coach is deluded. In fact, your coach, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, is the deceiver. He is the deception. He is the master of all lies. He is the liar of all liars. And he'll tell you that you're going the right direction, but you're really running right into the way that you don't want to be going. But if you will accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he says that my way will lead you straight into heaven. For no other way is there a way to come unto the Father but through Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you want to know the proper way, if you want relationship with Christ, if you want glorious outcomes, if you want to be able to know that when you take your last breath and the game's actually over on this side of glory, that you'll have an eternal Super Bowl party on the other side, then you've got to accept Jesus Christ. You have to know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, the great thing is that whomsoever, you don't have to be already some kind of religious, you know, some kind of theologian. Whomsoever believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you will truly believe in him, not with just saying a cute prayer with your mouth, but with your heart and your mind, then so shall thou be saved. If you know him, guys. Now, if you do know him this morning, and you realize you're about to throw in the towel, God's still got you playing. As long as there's breath in your body, don't give up. Keep on fighting. You may find yourself in a hospital bed someday. Keep on fighting. There may be one more nurse that needs to hear the word of God. There may be one more of your children that needs to see mama or daddy fighting that, that, that good fight. Don't give up. And if you're in that little bit of a self-righteous mode where you think you've already figured it out, you think you already know how to pray, you know the Bible so well you never need to read it again, be real careful. Sending your band onto the field before the game's over may cost you something dear. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer this morning. This altar will be open. I'd love to pray with you. But guys, I, I look forward to this day. I look forward to, to sitting there over there and fellowshipping with you guys, playing games and eating and watching football and such. But it's all for nothing if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the number one thing. I'd rather sit over here and pray with you all day than go over there at all if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord. I'd far rather be able to sit with you around the throne and talk about all the different games than to watch one game here and know that you didn't make it. Where are you this morning? Where are you? As we pray. Father God, I just come before you this morning, Lord, uh, kind of a testament that you, you can use all things for your glory. When, when the University of California beat Stanford back there, I, I'm sure they not, not a one of them ever thought that game would be preached about in a church. But God, you can use all things. And it's just a good picture of what it means not to ever quit fighting, to run that race that's been set before us, to take one step after the next, knowing that you're in control, knowing that you are God, Lord of lords, King of kings. God, may thy will be done in the hearts of your people this day. And if there's someone here today that has not surrendered their heart to you, if there's someone here today that needs to figure out who you are, God, may you speak to them one way, somehow,
through someone. If there's someone here today that knows you, but maybe is either throw, about to throw in the towel and or have already called their band onto the field, may you remind them that even Paul, who knew you so powerfully, understood that he must decrease so that you may increase. May it be about you rather than ourselves. May your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, if God's speaking to you and moving through you, then follow through, whatever he's calling you to do. Maybe he's telling you to go home and and relay this to somebody. You know, if you have a brother or sister that's into sports and never been to church, this might be a way for you to reach into them. I don't know. But let's remind each other, the game will end. The game does stop eventually. But until it does, we're to continue to fight, continue to move. Amen? As we sing this morning, guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know all songs are worship songs, but I think if Christians had to have a national anthem, that would be it. Amen? That amazing grace of God is what gets us through those plays in life that we think are over. It's those amazing grace and mercy of God that will continue those lateral passes that you just don't know where they're coming from until you win the touchdown, until you win the end. Folks, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you may not have any clue what all the football analogies I may be saying this morning, let me make sure you understand this. Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, said He wants you on His team. And if you'll just accept that, You've done enough. No. You accept that, you're on the winning side. And then just do whatever he coaches you to do thereafter. Amen? So if you don't know him today, I hope you have a rotten football game and the team you wanted to win loses. But I do pray that you'll get your life right with him today. Amen? Good seeing everybody this morning. Again, I want to invite you to stay after the service today. Uh, I'm going to be here all day. You can go home, come back, uh, whatever. If you want to make some soups, or we got lots of desserts, but if you want whatever the Lord lays on your heart to bring back, and uh, chips and snacks or sodas, whatever you want to bring, uh, just come on. And you don't have to bring anything but yourself. Uh, Bring yourself and just have a good time fellowshipping one with another. I want to encourage you to come on back. And before we close in prayer, just one more praise. If you remember on your prayer list, we, we, we had Yalboa, am I pronouncing it correctly? Gamboa, Gamboa. The Gamboa family was on your prayer list for quite a while. Mr. Gamboa went through heart surgery a little while back, and he is well and better, and he is here, and he's just giving God praise and wanted to let the church know that he said thank you for all your prayers that you've been giving him. Amen? Amen. Yep, God is is powerful. Amen? All the time. Hallelujah. Good seeing everybody this morning. Keep looking up. Keep praising the Lord. And guys, just keep on going. Never give up. Go, 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 fight, fight, fight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Brother Rod, uh, Rod, will you close us in prayer this morning? Hallelujah. Amen, guys. Hallelujah.